Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast. I hope everyone is doing as well as can be. Um, before I get into this episode, I do want to just say a massive thank you to all of you for your lovely comments um, about the previous episode with John Gom. It's it's really nice to know that loads of you enjoyed it. Um, it was one of the first episodes that I'd recorded in, in a long time. Um, John was so welcoming and relaxed, it, it made the whole thing fly by. Um, and as I said, I, I could quite easily have carried on talking to him for many, many more hours. So this is episode 48 and a return to some of the conversations I had at Slam Dunk Festival 2021. This one features multi-instrumentalist member of the Sleeping Souls and Mongol Horde. This is Mr. Matt Nasir. Now, um, I love Frank Turner solo, but when the Sleeping Souls are in full flow, it's um, anybody who's seen them, I'm sure, will agree. It's it's quite a force, um, and it's produced some of my favourite gigs um, and festival sets as well. Some of my favourite festival sets of the last decade, uh, probably longer. And Matt is a, a, an absolute key element in this, and he's now gone on to duet with Frank. I believe they're currently on tour in the US um, and doing doing some some duet shows. And it was lovely to chat to him. Um, it's also great to add to my love of collecting things and to add Matt to my collection of sleeping souls. Um, so if, yeah, if you do enjoy that, go back, listen to, um, Nigel Powell and, and Frank himself. So we do get into discussing Matt's introduction to music. Um, and he is quite possibly the guest who started working as a musician at the youngest age. And we also discuss how we came to join Frank Turner, uh, joining a hardcore band whilst disliking much of the hardcore genre. Um, and we also solidly agree on a plan to get a new Mongol Horde album recorded. Um, I think that's plenty of spoilers. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Here is episode 48 with Matt Nasir. I'm at Slam Dunk Festival. I'm here with Matt Nasir. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Excellent, excellent. So you've got a, a busy time at the moment, finally. Yeah, it's nice to be back to work. We're um, we're kind of in and out of festivals uh, as full band, Frank Turner and the Sleeping yeah. Souls. Uh, and Frank and I are also doing some duo shows with the, with the gathering shows that he's doing around the country. So it's, yeah. in fact, today we have two shows. Uh, Slam Dunk <laughs> Festival and then Frank and I are off to headline Mosin Folk Festival so busy, oh, busy day yeah absolutely and what, what a combination as well <laughs> you, get, you get to play with this band yeah well yeah it's, yeah, it's kind of it reminds me of a few, quite a few years back we um, we headlined one of the second stages at Download and then the next day did Cambridge Folk Festival so it's, yeah. uh, it's nice to be able to uh, cover many genres in one weekend absolutely yeah. completely different crowds <laughs> yeah indeed yeah very <laughs> excellent much so. so what i like to to do with this podcast um is kind of get an idea of your musical background and kind of how you how you came to be in, in what you're doing at the moment so i like to ask can you can you tell me about your first musical memory so anything like car music as a kid or uh i apparently um used to my parents informed me that i used to come running into the room when uh, certain tv themes came on crossroads oh, i think i was a big fan of um i used to come belting into the room listen to the theme and then leave again that's it. i wasn't interested in the program <laughs> uh, both my parents were kind of semi-pro musicians on on uh, in the evenings and the weekends they'd do some corporate gigs covers gigs and oh, play wow. working men's clubs and that kind of thing so i kind of woke up on uh, 
in in the back rooms of working men's clubs from very early age with Amazing. them playing like Bad Moon Rising and uh, yeah, cre- yeah. cream covers and that kind of thing. Uh, so that was that was the early days really. And then me and my brothers did our, I guess, apprenticeships playing in their band from from like early age with your parents. Yeah. Oh, so fantastic. So I think I was probably 12 or 13 playing bass for, on covers gigs, <laughs> uh, which was good. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a good experience. You know. um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of how it started. And, and Amazing. So bass was your first instrument? It was, yeah. That was pretty much because I needed a bass player, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. So just so, in I'm still the <laughs> utility guy now. I mean, I had to learn mandolin because Frank wanted mandolin on yes. a couple of albums ago. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was how it started. We, we had a piano in the house from a very early age and I kind of sit there and try and work melodies out myself and excellent so yeah music's a massive part of your childhood and massive, growing up yeah yeah. Massive, yeah amazing so what can you remember in, in terms of those uh those kind of early years of playing with your with your parents and such mm. and how at 12 is pretty young to be doing kind of i guess kind of semi-professional music like. well it's, i mean it, it it always been around you know it wasn't ever since you know i can remember it was, yeah there it was, it was always a big music presence and 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 it was, you know, it was it was more, <laughs> it was a more of a thing going on than, than TV, really. You know, yeah. at a young age, so it was sitting watching my siblings and, and my parents play through all, all manner of different songs. You know, I I got yeah. to dabble on a few different instruments, hence why I play a few different instruments. Yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah, quite a, a, an incredibly proficient and competent multi instrumentalist. Well, so. <laughs> I'd call it jack of all trades, master of none, actually. But uh, no, but I, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, guitar, bass, mandolin, sort of string yeah. instruments, and piano and keyboards and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was uh, that, that's kind of how it all started, really. Amazing. Yeah. So, in terms of, sort of branching out from the, from the family, I guess, and as you came to join Sleeping Souls and play play with Frank and stuff, how did that happen? Uh, so I uh, ballsed up my A levels and had far too much of a good time. In fact, the school I was at, the sixth form balls up my A-levels, I'm going to say, uh, by not getting me the, the right the right teacher. They, they offered an A-level in music technology yeah. and uh, didn't have anybody that could teach it. Yeah. And I just kind of lost faith in the system at that point and, uh, and then declared I wanted to go to the Guitar Institute to play bass. And uh, yeah. so my parents covered that, uh, which I did for a, a one-year diploma and then a degree. Yeah. Uh, at the back end of that, my first pro gig was... Uh, a six-month tour of Europe with the Blues Brothers musical. Oh, um, amazing! Which, which I kind of thought. I thought, well, it's theatre, so it's not yeah. going to be rock and roll. And God, was I wrong! It was the, yeah, most, rock, was it was the s- most rock and roll tour I think I've ever yeah. done. It was, um, yeah, absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. In, in the true spirit of the Blues Brothers, then <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, you know, and it's quite. It's a cool gig to yeah. get on bass. You know, all the Donald Duck Dunlines are really, really cool. Never changed his strings, so I didn't have to do that. So yeah, that, yeah, it was, re- it was really good fun, and. Um, but I came back and it was very difficult to get work uh, to yeah. pay the rent yeah. uh, just doing that so I branched out onto guitar um, doing again doing covers gigs corporates and stuff with a guy uh, some of the guys from the Blues Brothers band right, which okay. was our which our biggest earner for years yeah we, we kind of we, we ended up doing sort of like sort of four or five times a week for, for years amazing um, I started dating a television presenter and, okay. and through her, I heard uh, one of her closest friends um, <clears throat> was a guy that used to manage a band called The Unbelievable Truth. Okay, yes. Unbelievable yeah, Truth yeah. was... was um, Nigel. Nigel Powell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Jay Smallster and Andy York. Uh, Andy had gone solo. Right. Um, I, I met Nigel um, 
through our mutual friend, Mr. David Holt, who used to manage them. He, he had a, a, bit, a bit of a poker night around his house. I'd never <laughs> played poker before, but um, it was fun. Uh, you were there for the taking. I, well, I, well I, actually, it came down to me and Nigel, funnily enough, and he won. Uh, oh, a shock. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I was trying to play rummy hands and all kinds of things. I didn't quite get it, but, yeah. Uh, it worked. Yeah, but um, during, during that uh, evening, uh, Nigel mentioned that Andy was looking for a, a keyboard and guitarist. Right. Um, to tour his his um, debut solo album, so uh, I went audition for that, got that, uh, and some of the gigs were supporting Frank Turner. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Frank um, approached me and said, "Look, I've got this run of run of shows, and this would have been early 2008." Um, so he was promoting Love Iron's song, I think. Yeah. At the time. Um, and he said, uh, "Look, I've got this run of gigs. Can you do these?" Uh, and I checked my diary, and, and unfortunately, I, with my covers band, I had three corporate gigs. Right. And I would have lost more money than I would have made in yeah. the last six months in, in two weeks. I said, I'm really sorry, I can't, I can't really afford to do that. He said, like, no worries. So, and then he came back to me a few months later and said, you know, I can now pay this much per gig. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a big, big old pay cut to, yeah. to work with Frank. But I really, it was the first time I think I'd ever listened to music. I was all, I'm all about melodies. Mm-hmm. First time I'd listened to music and I thought, these are good lyrics, you know. Oh, and, okay. and, and it was quite, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a. Can you remember what, which an, which songs in particular caught you? Once we were anarchists and to take you home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was incredible. I, I remember seeing them in when we were supporting them in Soundcheck, just thinking, you know, what a tight band, really yeah. great sounds, you know, an excellent band. Uh, so I he asked me to join. And I did, which was um, back in the two thousand eight. Um, which again was a bit of a shock to the system as well first gig was Leeds Cockpit yeah, and we'd yeah. rehearsed in Terence Mum's basement in Oxford um, a few times it was all good uh, and at, at this point it was Frank at the front me next to him on keys oh, Ben okay, and Tarrant right, on the yeah, wings yeah. and Nigel in the middle in the traditional yes. centre stage Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, we started the set kicked off and I you know neglected to remember that they go mental on stage yes. these guys. so I was like shit <laughs> I better look like I really, really uh, know what I'm doing here, uh, which is quite different when you're sat down at a keyboard. Yeah. But, um, and that's that's where it started. Sore yeah. neck. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Whiplash, so but, yeah. started your uh, Sleeping Souls career up in Yorkshire here in Lee at Lee's yeah. at the cockpit. I love that venue. Yeah, me too. And it was it was a real joy to play it again. Not in quite the big room, uh, in the smaller room with with Mongol Horde many years later. Yes. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, well, nice, just nice to hear that uh, Yorkshire has another bit of uh, yeah, history. Absolutely, yeah, it, was, it was a it was a great gig. I I was I was really excited, you know, and uh, after the show, and I was like, I, I coerced uh, Mr. Benjamin Lloyd into to, to celebrating and getting getting drunk and going into the club night afterwards. Yeah, and he was like, look, this is the first night of the tour. We don't want to just get hammered on the. <laughs> I was like, come on, Ben, come on. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he cursed my name the next day when we both had terrible hangovers, but it was worth it. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And I spoke when I spoke to Nigel um, for the podcast when you were it was when you were at the first Direct Arena with Jimmy Eat World and, oh, and Grace Petrie, um, which was a great show. Absolutely I really enjoyed brilliant. it. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Um, yeah, and he, he was actually we were actually talking about the fact that um, the, the kind of the, the formation of, of Frank having a, a, a band with him. Um, actually happened at Joseph's Well in Leeds um, right. when uh, I think Frank was doing merch for Reuben Reuben that's yeah, right yeah. Yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm liking the fact that I managed to put piece Yorkshire as a as an instrumental place in the uh, in the folklore of well, Frank it, and the Sleeping it, Souls it, it has been very very important to us clearly and, you know, and, um, but yeah Cockpit was great I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it it was, it was a fun gig 
really yeah. fun gig. I, I hadn't really played to crowds of three, four hundred with original music before. Mm-hmm. It was always we'd played to a couple of thousand with a covers band, so yeah. it wasn't the numbers. That was yeah, not quite. Is it probably much more intense? When yeah, you're was, in your own it, stuff. Yeah, it was. You know, I don't. It was like Frank's following then and now. You know, diehard knew all the words, and it was and it was it was really cool. Yeah, great vibe. Really How's cool. How's that changed then uh, the the kind of dynamic for you? Because now you're you know you've got your your position in the kind of rhythm section, as it were. Indeed, at the back. yeah, yeah. I, I um, got put out to graze in the in the backfield <laughs> with a with a nice uh, nice bottle of Burgundy. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it is different, and and I think especially now with the stage set up with with um, Callum and I kind of sat next mm-hmm. to each other in the middle of the back, much as me and Nigel used to. It was it it is it is a different dynamic being further away from the crowd kind of thing but yeah. the cool thing about about Frank is that he's always been keen if, we, if we're going to like you mentioned the arena tour if we're going to do an arena tour the following one we do would be more regional tour so you do get to do those more intimate gigs yes. and, um, which has been really important to us because it's you know they're two very different very different games but, yeah yeah. But, the, I, yeah but a lot of fun in, in both of them you know yeah yeah I bet totally different experiences but what amazing so, yeah. experiences yeah really cool and I mean that's it's, we've kind of been able to do that just through levels of popularity in the world. You know, we, mm. we can do arenas here, whereas we can we can go and do a pub gig in France. Yeah, and we yeah, might yeah. get twenty people. You know, <laughs> amazing! What, what a weekend that would be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. But uh, yeah, so it's it, it is very it's cool being able to you know work for someone that that that's not just right. Let's do as big as place we can all the yeah. time. It's still important to cover the grassroots. Absolutely, um, um, places and that, that, that he did on the way up, and consistently does. Yeah, that. and I mean, I, I remember I've, I've kind of followed you guys for for quite a long time now. Since, since probably since Love I, I think right. that was that was the first the first time I really sort of clued in. I, I was into Million Dead, but I, I kind of missed the early I missed the early couple of albums, EPs. Um, but then since then, yeah, I've kind of seen you guys from various different support slots um, and then yeah the, the various venues in Leeds growing in size um, and now, now festivals which, yeah, is, which is amazing um, and I guess the the other element to your work you as I said multi-instrumentalist you're doing the this kind of the duet stuff mm. how's that how's that going That's, that must be another kind of different experience it's um, it's more work I mean they've, they've been builders like Frank Turner and Matt Nazir duo yeah. shows, and it, it kind of should be billed as Frank Turner with with uh, with a guy on his fifth instrument trying to keep up. You know what I mean? It's, but it's they're a lot of fun, a lot of yeah. fun. Good banter, just playing through. And it he will. He says he won't every gig, but every now and then, he'll go, oh, let's do a song that you haven't played before. I have to go and work it out at the back of the stage, kind of thing, and then and then just drop it in. But yeah, it's, they're they're really good fun, really good fun. That's brilliant. Yeah, so they, were you in Hull last night for the for the gathering? Uh, yeah, we were. Yes. We were, yes. I was trying to think, were we in Hull? Yeah, yes. we were in Hull last yeah, yeah. night. Hull, uh, the bonus arena we did. Yes, yeah, so um, that, moved, that moved venue. Um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, I guess for COVID reasons. I'm, I'm guessing so. Yeah. It's a, it's above my pay grade to know such <laughs> such things. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that was that was part of the reason. That, how, how have the gatherings been, uh, been received? Though? Yeah, really cool, man. Really cool. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of the times we're playing to people it's the first show back yeah. after the pandemic and a big occasion for all you know and it's and you, and you know you can feel the appreciation in the room everybody's bang up for it yeah especially in Yorkshire 
you, 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 you never forget where you are. No, we, oh, God, yeah, yeah. We, will, we will chant that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny, because Callum, I don't think our drummer had, had experienced that before. It was like, everybody started chanting. He was like, kind of looked at me as in, is this good? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they've, they've accepted us as their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have many, uh, many uh, American people that come over and initially think they're saying your shit. Um, and that's, so there's been a few taken I've never even thought about that, but yeah, I guess yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's very funny. So, also then, one of your other many projects, mm. um, well, I'll come to Mongol Horde in a bit, but um, in, you've, you've been um, annotating all of the, well, not all of, but quite a lot of the, the music. Yeah, I, start, I, I used to get quite a lot of requests of, can you chart out what you're doing here, what you're yeah. doing there, and... It was locked down, and I thought, oh, you know what, I've been meaning to set up a website. I'll fire, fire, up, I'll fire up what I've got kind of thing. And then people just started requesting lots of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's kind of keeps me busy, keeps me out, keeps me out of trouble. Absolutely. It's been, it's been great to see. I can't, I can't read music, but it's very much inspired me to try, just, for, just on the basis that stuff like that's available. Well, you know what? It's, it kind of goes with the, the way I, I learned. I, wasn't, I didn't really have lessons. Mm. Um, I, I kind of worked stuff out by ear. Um, but even back then, you know, with, with guitar stuff, you'd get the odd tab that would yeah. say, oh, this is how Alice and Chains play them bones, or this is that, you know, and yeah. it's kind of a mix of being between the two. So, I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to be... I mean, I'm not super proficient in reading music. I'm yeah. very slow. But, I th- you know, I thought it would be a good guide for people that wanted to, to play through tra- Frank songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm, je- I'm <laughs> funny enough, I've had enough requests now of all the other stuff I haven't done I'm just putting together albums of yeah of, I'm probably going to take the individual songs down just do the albums and go look there if you want one that's better but yeah it's good it's good, it's, it's good fun trying to chart them all out yeah. yeah it's great and it seems to have I mean there's a you've mentioned about the kind of the, the die hard nature of, of Frank's fans and people love covering his songs yeah absolutely love it so yeah I think that that'll hopefully will will get some more I mean, I like I like people's interpretations, but to be able to base it off a, a more accurate uh, version is great. That's the thing, and I, I I always when I was sort of growing up trying to play quite a lot of other bands' stuff. Yeah, it's just that the, you didn't have that. You didn't no. have you didn't the internet didn't exist. You didn't you didn't have that kind of. Well, I'm going to look up how you play this. There'll be somebody with a tutorial. Like, it just didn't exist. Yeah, absolutely. So you actually do quite a lot of it by ear, and um, so yeah, I just thought it'd be quite fun to get into that. Really, yeah, yeah. amazing. So. What was your kind of listening music of choice then growing up? Uh, quite a lot of what I listened to was um, influenced by the fact I've got two older brothers and an older sister, so they're eight years older and six okay. years older. So the stuff I was listening to was kind of not really the stuff of that was always popular at the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, like my my oldest brother was really into Queen, and uh, so Very good. I went to see them do their Wembley shows and. 87 I think it was not that guy wow my other brother was like very much into Prince and Depeche Mode and Smiths and this kind of thing so it's quite eclectic but, yeah yeah um, but off the back of that yeah I was uh, like a big Depeche Mode fan and yeah. that sort of when I was about 8, 9 oh, well excellent and that kind of thing <laughs> um, and then as as with everybody else you know when when Seattle bands started to become okay. uh, popular I was really into Soundgarden and, and hit the grunge scene pretty hard yeah I mean we all did you know I mean it was, it was I think everybody remembers where they were the first time they heard Smells Like Teen Spirit come on yeah, the radio yeah. that kind of thing you know it's just you know it's like more of the time then but it was yeah it was really cool we went um, 
we were talking about this the other day with what with, with Reading uh, happening the other weekend. We mm. friends of mine uh, saying, uh, "Oh, their, their son's going to Reading," and I was like, oh, it's "The same age I went." I was like, "Went in '93." Yeah. Um, wow. And stayed at the front all day to see like tall. I think it was tall, bad brains, Stone Temple Pilots, Ned's Atomic <laughs> Dustbin. Oh wow! Uh, I haven't heard that name for a while. Who else was it? Ned's Atomic <laughs> Dustbin. Uh, and yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Which is why we stayed there all day. Amazing. And it was yeah, it was incredible. In fact, if you look up Rage Against the Machine, Reading '93, you can see me at the front. Is there, there's a little mat on the there's front. There's a mat barrier. with a really terrible hair. I've got hair down to about about my my chest, and uh, I thought it looked really cool, and it didn't. Amazing. Uh, I'm definitely going to try and find that and uh, put a link. <laughs> it's, uh, Absolutely it's will. Really bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah. That, so that was the kind of stuff I was, I was listening to. Um, so, but yeah, it's it, it's funny because you just doesn't really correlate. I mean, Frank was big into Nirvana, but he was into a lot of like, kind of hardcore and yeah. punk stuff that I'd never heard. In fact, Frank and Ben Dawson from, from Mongol Horde quite often say, oh, have you never heard this? This is amazing, you know. And they, they really, they like a lot of really awful music. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny. I'm like, guys, this is terrible. What one? Uh, they like, oh, no, you had to be there. And I was like, well... I'm not. It doesn't, doesn't sound like you did to me, mate. You know? But anyway, you know, so, so but it's good. It's good fun because you got. It's nothing like I what used to listen to, and, and actually, there's there is some stuff in there that's that's yeah. you know really cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been a learning learning curve working with those guys. Yeah, yeah. So how did that come about then? Uh, partly because you know Frank wanted to play music with Ben again. He went to school with Ben. Yeah. And, you know, million dead. And yeah. Such. Million dead and such like, and and said he wanted to keep it minimal, uh, and. How would I feel about playing a baritone guitar through a bass amp and a guitar at the same time? And I was like, sure. Nice. Yeah. And I think I already had the mantle of utility guy of having to learn instruments <laughs> that nobody else wanted to. So he was like, you, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, and then gave me a playlist of listening stuff, and which is where I found out that quite a lot of the stuff they listened to was questionable. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but some of it was really cool. Anything uh, anything that you, you heard that thought, you thought, oh, yeah, okay. Jesus listened. It's good. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Really Excellent. cool. I was like, yeah. I never. I'm, I remember, and this this pains me now. But I had I had the Jesus Lizard Nirvana split, yeah. Which Frank tells me now goes for loads of money. I was like, oh, I don't know what I think. I swapped mine for a comic or something. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, oh, I got Snickers. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't remember what I'm talking. But um, that was the only tune really I'd heard of them. And, but uh, but yeah, there was, there was a few Jesus Lizard tracks on there that were really cool. And yeah, I mean they. Um, refused and such like I never okay. never really yeah. got them the first time yeah, but it's good yeah it's good to uh, it's good to dip in and out of that and then we wrote some really crazy comedy rock yeah, yeah so how how's the what is the writing process like for Mongol Horde it's really it's, it's different with each one so so Ben will de- demo ideas on his on whatever crazy platform Ben's got it, ma- it makes all the demos Ben sends sound like they're from like an 80s computer game excellent like real 8 bit just quantizing everything no just 8 bit like he's oh, just br- <laughs> programming everything in yeah so he gets an arrangement together with crazy stuff and he'll he'll write stuff that I'm like I can't play that Ben I, you know uh, and it's not human no, 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 it's, no it's like that's, yeah anyway so he'll some, sometimes like that um, with the first album there was ones where I had riffs um, that we we stitched together uh, like um, Casual Threats was one of mine kind of working yeah. through it uh, make way was was main one was Frank's. The chorus was mine, uh, and so it changes with every single one really. Okay. Um, cool. 
quite a lot of the darker ones with Franks and right, okay. the more tuneful ones were mine. Yeah, it's predictable, yeah. you know. How's that, how's that live? Because you have quite a, an interesting stage set up with, uh, with, with you and Ben facing each other. Yeah, yeah, just uh, and letting Frank jump into just the wherever. Yeah, I, I, we, I actually came to see you guys, um, I think in Manchester on the last Mongol Horde tour. That was a fun gig. Yeah, and I, I just remember Frank appearing at the start in the crowd. He just and ran just, out and jumped yeah. into the crowd, yeah. yeah. Oh, good, oh, there he goes. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. They it? look it, and they are a lot of fun to be as a part of as an audience member. Oh, good, I'm glad to hear it, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, if it wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. You know? Yeah. Um, we probably should write a second album at some point. Mm. If you could, that would be great. I, um, I mean, I've, I love the two the two tracks you did since the album, yeah. and I know you, you played those live that that day. Um, yeah, uh, selfie sticks and mitosis. Yes, yeah. and and Godfrey Newman. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> the bass player. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. I mean, um, funnily enough, um, we um, had a bit of a songwriting session about a month ago. Excellent. Um, which is like oh. We, we do have some ideas still, so it's, yeah, it's good. There's, then we sort of knock together a sort of 14, 15 tracks. So Excellent. As soon, as soon as Frank gets a spare five minutes to yeah. write lyrics for it all, I'm sure we'll, we'll stick out another album. And now he's got a recording studio, there's no excuses. Absolutely none, oh, yeah. None. You can bully him into yeah, doing Yeah, that's fine, well, I'll yeah. do that. I'll do it. What I'll do is <coughs> I will, um, I'll see if I can mm. book some studio time under the under the disguise of me coming <laughs> and recording some <laughs> stuff. yeah. Actually, and I'll then you can engineer you guys him doing the vocals. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. okay, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm in. Cool. That sounds, that sounds like an actual. Plan. Realistically, I think it'll be next summer. That's absolutely fine. I, I, I also quite like the kind of the ad hoc nature of it as well. It's a, it's always a little surprise when all of a sudden there's either a new track or there's a tour. Um, yeah, it's it's completely random. Yeah, when whenever we can, I think we're 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 I think we're due to play Flogging Molly's Cruise next March. It's the only thing we've got in the diary, so we should probably uh, do something around then, I would have thought. Maybe we'll stick out some music then, who knows. Excellent, cool. Well, I will uh, I will let you get to your day, your two gigs in a day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely enjoy Slam Dunk. Uh, it's great to have you back in Yorkshire. And, thank you so uh, much. Yeah, thank you very much. It's Thanks been a pleasure. for having me. Cheers, Matt. Cheers. Thank you. There it is, episode 48 with the incredibly talented Mr. Matt Nasir. Big thanks to Matt. Um, and tour manager extraordinaire Tree Stead for making this one happen um, in a safe environment during what was a very, very busy time for, for them. Um, I can confirm Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls played a great set at the Leeds leg of Slam Dunk. Um, and from the videos I've seen, the set on Sunday in Hatfield was pretty special too. Thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode um, and this alternative insight into the world of the Sleeping Souls and, and Matt Nasir, please, as I said, check out episodes with former Sleeping Souls drummer Nigel Powell um, and episode 10 with Frank Turner. Uh, you may also want to keep an eye out for next week's episode too. Um, another big thanks goes out to uh, Siobhan and the team at Public City PR for their work keeping the press area at Slam Dunk um, safe and running as smoothly as possible at Slam Dunk. Yeah, they, they did an amazing job in what was very difficult times. I think that's that's pretty much it from me today. Thank you again. Thank you very much for listening. Um, enjoy whatever else it is that you are going to be doing tonight. Thank you and good night.